0: Hello and welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support podcast, Career Transition, Your Career Matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host for today. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support and I'm a registered nurse. (laughs) Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free and you can call us anytime about any issue you need support for. 1-800-667-877, or contact us via the website nmsupport.org.au. My guests today are Nicole Nash-Arnold, Director, Nurse Manager HQ, and Sue Walker, Director, Nurses for Nurses Network, and the Nursing CPD Institute. Welcome and hello, Nicole and Sue.
1: Hi, Mark. Hello,
2: Mark.
0: Great to have you here today and be in the beautiful city of Brisbane, making this podcast. (laughs) Nicole, please tell our listeners about you and Nurse Manager HQ. Well,
1: Mark, I love how you started off the podcast by saying who you were and that you're a nurse. I think that's amazing that we are, there are so many nurses that are doing really amazing stuff. Um, And so that's part of what I've been looking at in terms of Nurse Manager HQ. My um, education business looks after nurses that have been nursing for a while, they've got a handle on what they've been doing clinically, but by choice or otherwise, they find themselves more in a leadership role, in a team leading role, or something where they're not exclusively, maybe it's education, maybe it's team leading. But that's really hard. We do a great job of training our nurses clinically, but we don't always do a great job of teaching them how to do the non-part, non-clinical non part of their role. So that's what I look after.
0: How exciting. Thank you. Yeah, and I've, um, I've looked at your work online and we've talked about it, and I think you're doing some amazing work. Thanks, uh, mentoring and supporting and coaching yes. nurses and midwives. So mm. I'm interested in the coaching element too, Nicole. Mm. And um, what that looks like for nurses and midwives who might be thinking about a career change and are not really kind of sure how to go about it.
1: Well, coaching is a really different way of being educated. We're used to the very didactic education in hospitals, I think, you know, and in health services. We certainly are very familiar with the death by PowerPoint. Um, but, um, Coaching is really different because it's all about you. At the beginning, it's a bit confronting because it feels a bit like therapy. Um, But it's actually about you getting to set your goals and getting someone who's completely independent, um, challenging some pre-existing notions that you have, and really debunking some of those self-limiting beliefs that we bring to our career. And a one-on-one coach can uncouple you from that and get you to something new, something different and something challenging without all the fear and the what holds you back.
0: And it's really relevant, I think, when you think about a, a sports person, yes. they wouldn't think twice about having a coach. Mm. So why wouldn't a nurse or a midwife, thinking about a big decision in their career, a yep. career change, mm. engage with a coach to support that process?
1: And that's where education is amazing, Um, but you can't be educated in that traditional sense when you're making a life change because it's such a personal thing and you've got to think about money and your kids and your lifestyle and where you live. And there's a whole load of things that by going to education won't necessarily help you, whereas this is the thing that you can really get into your own head with someone navigating you through that.
0: Wonderful. Mm, thank Thanks you. Thanks for sharing that. Oh. Sue, can you please tell our listeners about you and your background and the Nurses for Nurses Network and a bit about the Nursing CPD Institute?
2: Well, Mark, Cheryl De Zotti, my business partner, and I started out in a consultancy practice in 2005. And we were providing support services to mostly rural and remote organisations. And wherever we went, nurses continued to say to us how disenfranchised they feel they had lost the camaraderie of of working together and they had it difficult trying to get access to easily accessible education and a cost-effective price and cheryl and i looked at one another one day and said someone should do something about that Mm. and then we thought well we could do something about that so we created the nurses for nurses network So we created it as an online education platform where people could um, meet their CPD requirements, whether that's listening to a live webinar, listening to a webinar recording or undertaking a quiz. And that has grown over time. So recently we have um, created two separate businesses. So now we have the CPD the Nursing CPD Institute, which is our online education platform, huge library of CPD, um, evidence portfolio, assistance with reflections, certificate for every session you do, and an exceptional nursing news blog to keep you up to date on all things nursing. And then we all have, also have our conference CPD platform, which retained the name of the Nurses for Nurses Network. So what we do is you get the opportunity to get exceptional conference experiences, but also they happen in great locations. So it may be Copenhagen, it may be Venice, it may be the Gold Coast where we are today. So the aim is superb education, but the opportunity to travel and share it with your family and friends if that's what you want to do.
0: How wonderful, sir! And when I think about what you do, I think... And what you do, Nicole, I think how entrepreneurial you've both been in seeing an opportunity and creating a business that actually supports nurses and midwives and assists them to to grow themselves and to expand their education. So Mm -hmm. congratulations to you both. I think it's amazingly um, entrepreneurial people out there and you're great examples of that. So many nurses that I meet feel stuck in their careers and they feel a bit frustrated because they want to do something else but they don't know what that is. So how can CPDs such as the CPD you provide support them to become unstuck?
2: People tend to feel stuck because they don't see any other opportunities because they don't know what they don't know. So by exposing yourself to a broad range of CPD, you get the opportunity to see what's happening within the profession. So not only what the latest research is, what other nurses are doing, what other specialties may be coming um, part of the nursing landscape. So continuing professional development is about understanding where our uh, our professional knowledge base in nursing is going, but it's also about exploring what other opportunities there are in nursing to have, to, to take. Mm.
0: Absolutely. And I think some people don't actually necessarily know what they want to do next. And a course or a training can be a great put your toe in the water opportunity to go, I might have a look at this and see if it really presses my buttons and creates passion for me and maybe something that I could pursue in terms of a career
2: you may have always had an interest you might have always thought i'm interested in mental health but what is the i don't understand the basis yeah. of, of the, the work that i might be doing so to skill yourself up on some maybe key mental health issues is one way of working out that really interests me because if you're interested in it it can bring you joy and if it that's what yeah. you want from a staff develop, a staff um, satisfaction point of view You don't want to have to trudge into work doing the same stuff every day thinking to yourself oh please no not another one you need to it needs to bring you joy you need to be interested in it
0: yeah i think that bring you joy is vital here and there are so many opportunities in nursing midwifery Mm. and so if we we don't like one area then we can step into another area and give that a crack and as i said to you both before when we were catching up prior to the podcast I'm on a a bit of a three year career cycle because I Uh, like changing up my career. mm -hmm. And some people like doing the same discipline for 25 years, but they might get to that 25 year mark and go, I need to do something else. So I think the messages we're bringing to people today is there are so many opportunities out there and we can assist you with creating those by helping you create a pathway to change.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: So, Nicole, when you apply that coaching element to that, mm. how would you, if you are coaching somebody coming to see you saying, Nicole, I feel stuck in my career and I want to do something else, but I don't know what that is. Mm. How would you help them create that?
1: Well, I think Sue's right and that most people have a bit of an inkling about what they have always wanted to do. There's already an embedded seed there and that seed just needs to bloom. Um, so, uh, for example, I've been a theatre nurse for most of my career um, and I had a bit of an interest in becoming a midwife, but for whatever reason that wasn't to be, but that would have always been there. But the fear of being a novice was that self-limiting belief that would have stopped me. And so if I had the opportunity to do some CPD and get a little bit of sort of on the ground knowledge, maybe that would have uncoupled me from that. But those self-limiting beliefs can be really toxic. And I think the thing that we coaching is really different is that people, particularly experienced nurses, come to a coach as a very experienced, competent, fabulous human being that don't need fixing, but they need unleashing in a way um and so when you get to hold of them and you get to enlighten them about that then you get to they start to recognize that while they're a novice um they're not a novice in the full sense of the word they'll have already an enormous plethora of skills that they can already apply and it won't be like day one when they were a registered nurse and you know couldn't find a patient to fall over them it will be this is a new patient this will be a new clinical pathway they're new principles but all of those years of experience will be really quickly applied and they'll grow really quickly that's right they've got an existing skill set. they've got an enormous existing nursing skillset. is an
2: exceptional profession and that's where it's also self-limiting because we think to ourselves, I only know about respiratory, I only know about surgical. No, you know about therapeutic communication, you know about time management, you know about the nursing people process management, you know about care planning, nursing processes, mm. all those things it's all the that, same. and that can be applied across the spectrum.
1: Mm.
2: And that's applied whether you're in education or whether you're in acute clinical or whether you're in aged care, mm. pediatrics or whatever. So Never feel stuck. No. Your, your skill set, your core skill set is transferable mm. across a plethora mm. of,
1: of um, opportunities. And that's where the comfort zone is lovely and it's warm and it's fuzzy, but it's actually really boring. Um, and that once you move out into that really scary zone, uh, it's confronting, you have bad days, there'll be days you cry yourself on the drive home, um, but you get to reset and rejuvenate. Um, that amazing skill set and you'll be a really different nurse to your clients and your customers and your patients and your residents and it will be really different and you'll feel really good about nursing again
0: yeah great advice mm. and I think it's really important that people don't limit themselves and set those limitations yeah, yeah that's but right. they actually take the time to stop and recap what they've been doing and reflect on what it is they want to do next. Because what we don't want people to do is take a big leap and then think, oh my gosh, I've made the wrong decision. Mm. So I think planning is really important here, and mm. you've both talked about that. Acknowledging and recognizing your existing and current skill set, and then giving yourself the freedom to dream and think about what would my perfect career look like? What does it look like? Mm. And take some time to reflect on that. Mm. Because the job that you may want to do may not even exist yet. No, And if somebody had told me 30 years ago that I'd be the stakeholder engagement manager for nurse and midwife support, I would have said, I don't even know what a stakeholder, <laughs> <and> manage, stakeholder <laughs> engagement <laughs> manager does and I don't even know one. <laughs> and, yet, and yet many of the jobs that people are going to do in the future haven't even been thought of yet. Mm. So I think no, that's,
2: yeah, don't limit yourself. Keep your options open. It's important mm. to... Um, And as you were saying uh, before, Mark, when we were having the discussion, take the opportunities as they come up to you. Yes. Mm. If someone offers it to you, why not take the opportunity and test it? What's the worst thing?
0: Give it a crack. Yeah, Mm. you
2: don't like it, there'll be something else that you can try. You're not limited or you don't have to, you're not married to your job. Mm. Yeah. You love your profession, but you're not married to the job. You can try different things mm. until you get the one that says, yeah, I want that one, mm. I want that.
0: And I think that's what we discuss with how our careers have been is that sometimes we followed our passion and we've done work that we're passionate about. And sometimes people have tapped us on the shoulder and said, would you give this a go? Mm. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll give it a go. And I'm not mm. sure whether mm. it's the right thing, but I've always enjoyed the experience. And sometimes after doing it for two or three years, I've thought, okay, I've done it now, I need to do something else. Mm. So don't You keep refreshed.
1: Yeah. There's yeah. a really great TED Talk about that and acknowledging, Mark, that you're a bloke. Um, there's a <laughs> quite a lot of science uh, behind the fact that women put themselves in an even more self-limiting um, position where, they'll, where men will look at a selection criteria and of the 10 there, if they can do three or four, they'll go, oh, yeah, I'll be right. I can do that. Whereas women will go, oh my God, I can only do nine out of ten of these, so I can't apply. Um, And I had a nurse, um, a very senior midwife that applied, that didn't want to apply for an after hours coordinating job because she had med surge as she was a midwife and didn't have ICU. And so she didn't apply, whereas the person that got it was a rehab nurse and didn't have any of those. So she'd self limited herself to the point just because of that, whereas it was, she had skills that were transferable.
0: Great advice. So this is a scenario. I'm a 50 year old nurse who has worked full time in orthopaedics for 30 years. I want to do something else in nursing and work part time as I plan to work until I'm 70. What tips and advice would you give to me to assist to plan this? Nicole, you. Uh,
1: well, I think... As we've said before, take a good hard look at your skills that aren't nursing, they're not nursing skills, they are life skills and they're mature skills and they are um, principles that you apply. Um, I had a nurse that I coached that was a very experienced operating theatre manager and she had the opportunity to do something that was completely different, still in health, Um, but it wasn't in hospitals. But she said, no, I can't do that because I've only ever worked in hospitals. Um, But so to find some way that you can be really objective. I mean, nurses are like the military. Our skills put us in a position where we're a little bit, you know, almost cynical about it. Well, no one's gonna die in this particular scenario. So, you know, we can manage our way out of almost any situation and they're really amazing skills. So being really objective and finding what it is to, quote Maria Kondo what does spark joy Mm. like if this doesn't spark joy anymore what was it that once upon a time you started nursing what kept you in nursing what makes you get out of bed and go I'm going to the shift and I'm really excited about it and find something new that's going to find you're going to find that in again
0: Love her. And just for our listeners who don't know who Marie Kondo is, she's the um, Japanese person who makes you throw out all your junk.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And and shows you how to repack your underwear drawers. Oh, it's liberating. Yes, that's right. Liberating.
0: Uh, So, listeners, if you haven't heard of her, um, look her up. It's very (laughs) funny.
2: You will become addicted. It is addictive. Yeah, it is.
0: Uh, So so our 50-year-old nurse who is seeking this advice... She thinks that returning to study might assist with this career transition. So how would you advise her to return to study?
2: And that's, I was going to bring that up, because she knows she doesn't want to be where she is. Mm. She just doesn't know where she wants to be. So a a good opportunity is to start exploring some of, even at a CPD level, start exploring some one-hour little CPD sessions that can give you an idea of, What other opportunities there might be? Wound care might be your thing. There are a a number of of wound care opportunities um, in different areas, you know, acute care, chronic care, community care. So maybe you would listen to some CPD activities on wound care or you might be interested in respiratory or renal. But just start having a look around and Mm. see something that says, now that sounds interesting, I wouldn't mind doing that. And once you get that little knowledge under your belt, then you start to look look around in your own environment. There may actually be an opening that you're not aware of yes. mm. um, and that your organisation would be more than happy to support you with. Because if you've been working there for that length of time, they're invested in you and you're hugely invested in them. So you may find that they're more than willing to assist you.
1: Mm.
2: But yeah, find out what piques your interest. Mm.
0: That's great and that really leads in very nicely to our next question which is around having a mentor and career mentors. So I've had several mentors in my career which I'm sure both of you have. People have inspired me, they've guided me, they've um, supported me and I've often tapped people on the shoulder myself and said hey do you mind if I buy you a cup of coffee Mm. because I'd really like to talk to you about how you got to where you are. And I can tell you all of those people have been incredibly generous with their time, their advice, their support and their encouragement. And I think having a mentor in your career or mentors is really important. Mm. So can you talk a bit about how somebody might find a mentor, Nicole, and uh, and if they find one, how they might utilize that mentor to support career transition?
1: I think there's two big mistakes people make about mentors number one is they think they only need one and number two is they think they need it in the industry that they are um so i think i've had about half a dozen mentors one of them was in my in the industry she was a really amazing nurse manager. I found her fabulous and her career has been absolutely amazing. And so she's been incredible mentor to me, but the others have been really diverse. And it's, I mean, we already know, live, breathe nursing and healthcare. Um, one of my other mentors was actually my sister. She's an executive in, um, in banking and finance. And understanding and coming and talking to her about, here's a situation, a staffing situation or a problem that we're experiencing. And that industry takes a really different view. Culturally, they're really, really different. And so she would be shocked at some things that would handle it really differently. Having a really objective, diverse view was really empowering. Um, some people make that um fear that have that intuitive feeling they've got to make a political choice with their mentors, like my manager. One of them, um, my greatest mentors, was a guy who was a HR manager who reported directly to me. Um, he came from a very corporate world, and he and I spent a lot of time chatting about our really different worlds. And I learnt so much from him, and yet I was his boss. So really diverse and heaps of mentors and you'll learn an amazing amount from them.
0: Great advice, and I really like the notion that not all mentors might come from the discipline or from no. the profession. Mm. And sometimes we need to look for people outside of that to mm. support us with specific uh, skills development that we have. Yeah, Great advice, mm-hmm. thank you. At Nurse and Midwife Support, we also support students, as you know. So what advice do you have for students when planning their career?
2: It's such an interesting time, isn't it? So you're so excited to have finally finished the, the core course that, and you want to then go and practice. I suppose one of the, the key things I would say to people is it's a little bit difficult at the present time to actually get a job on the Eastern Seaboard in Queensland at the present time, certainly if you want full-time work. Um, So I wouldn't be fixated on what I wanted to do. The aim is after you've done your initial training is to put those skills into practice. Mm. So you need to be able to have the opportunity to put those skills into practice. You may need to move from the area that you're living in to do that, but take a position Apply for a plethora of them. Take one of the positions that interests you. You are not stuck there for the rest of your life. You are simply starting on building your career. And once you've got some experience under your belt, then you can move on and start to choose and be more selective. But initially, you need to basically find the position first.
0: Great advice, Sue. Thank you. Nicole, if you could go back and talk to the young nurse Nicole and give her advice about career planning Mm. and your career, what would Mm. you say?
1: Well I think one thing that I would say would that I, the first thing I'd say to the twenty-something Nicole was value my strengths and love my weaknesses. Um, because the weaknesses were the things that got me into trouble as a junior nurse, but they were the same things that as I became an experienced nurse and people started to respect me, that they started to go, oh, Nicole's really different in the way that she thinks about things. So, um, you know, I think you've just got to really work through and don't have that self-doubt, like find a way to love that. Um, I'd say know my values, I wish I'd known my values and found organisations that aligned better with my values, because that can be really tricky when you're working in an organisation that you don't really believe in their direction, you're there for the best for your patient, but you find it really difficult in an organisation. And the third thing I'd say would be work hard, but play harder. I think we take ourselves very seriously, and the really great organisations that have amazing cultures in this um, country have that mantra: that they work hard, but they play harder. And I think that's a really easily forgotten aspect.
0: And have fun and laugh.
1: Yeah, oh, laugh. Yes, yes. play. Yes. Be curious. Have yes. fun. Yeah. Own that. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing.
0: So, well, what would you add to that?
1: Curious is a fabulous term. Mm.
2: So the, the advice I would give is to continue to be curious and don't worry that you don't know. Mm. Like it's okay to say, I have no idea about that or yeah. tell me about that or I've never seen that procedure or tell me about that um, illness. What we tend to do is we tend to sort of believe that we have to be all-knowing and all-seeing and that's not the case. So if you're curious, you'll get far more out of the job that you're doing and gain far more knowledge than, you know, realistically trying to cover up that you might not know. Mm. And the other thing I would say to you about working hard is if there's a task that you want to be able to do or if there's a procedure that you want to see, put your hand up. Don't, because the shift finishes at three, don't expect that they're going to bring the procedure forward for you to see. But if you want to see that procedure, then put the hours in because that's the way you're going to to learn so Mm. be curious and never see it as an issue that you have to ask Mm. um, because you don't know because if you don't know that's a great thing you can only learn about it Mm. yeah Yeah.
0: great advice i wish i'd both Known you in your 20s when you were those young, <laughs> wide eyed, aspirational nurses. But what are look, you talking about, at- Mark? We <laughs> are 20 We're there now.
2: I'm still wide eyed and aspirational. <laughs>
0: look at who you've become. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, I can't believe we've come to the end of our podcast. We've talked about nurse and midwife support, nurse manager HQ, the Nurses for Nurses Network, and uh, the nurse, Nursing CPD Institute. Career transition, feeling career stuck and getting career unstuck. We've talked about the importance of planning and accessing coaching support. We've discussed the importance of tailoring your CPD to assist with career transition and returning to study to assist you to get your dream job. We've discussed the value of mentors in the profession and tips for students. Any final words of wisdom?
1: Um, I think the greatest thing that we can do as a community is come together and really contribute to each other. I think Sue and I are really mourning the loss of um, platforms like The Nurses Path on Facebook. Um, because I was really proud of a really robust com- community of like it was hundred more than a hundred thousand nurses on a social media platform, where there was absolutely no trolls. I never saw any evidence of any trolls. I mean, Victoria can't Channel Seven can't put a photo of a a woman football football player player without trolls coming out and I never saw it in our community and I think I'm really proud of us as that and I think we can really create a really amazing um, community for that and we hope to fill that vacuum a little bit you and I um, by creating the Nurse and Midwife Emporium so that we can continue that conversation where there's a place where nurses can support each other peer support is an amazingly powerful thing True, the Emporium is a, an
2: initiative of both the nursing cpd institute nfn and nurse manager hq to see if we can fill the void that maybe the nursing path left mm. so we're excited about yeah, that so that's good. a a great thing mm.
0: and i'm excited and mm. what i'm also excited about the generosity that you two have shown for nurse and midwife support and the work that we do. So thank you very much.
1: It's a great initiative. It's amazing,
2: isn't it? It's a fabulous Mm -hmm. organisation. Couldn't be happier.
0: Nicole and Sue, you've both been fabulous guests and I know nurses and midwives listening to this podcast will benefit from your advice and words of wisdom. You can find out more at nmsupport.org.au or call us anytime one 800 667 877 If you found this podcast useful, please share it with other nurses, midwives and students. And it's important because your health matters. Look after yourself and each other and I'll speak to you next time.